Hey everyone, welcome back to the Hot Takes Podcast, where we're always seeking to be humble, open, and transparent. In each episode, you will be hearing from a thought leader, a coach, a trainer, a speaker, someone who is desiring to bridge the gap between where you are and where you desire to be. Their stories will be authentic. Their stories will be humbling. Their stories will be impactful. So please tune in and enjoy. takes where we are humble, open, and transparent. And I have with me today, I have a veteran. I have a leader in her own right that she's going to be dropping some major, major bombs today um, as it pertains to our topic. And uh, before we get into all of that, I want to introduce to you all someone who I have come to know, come to respect, um, and someone who I know you're going to enjoy, uh, Isabel. Ross. Welcome, welcome, welcome. How are you? I am doing great. Thank you for having me on today. Like I said, this is pushing me all the way out. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's if anybody knows anything about me, uh, I like to say I don't push, I nudge. Um, and so this was one of those, uh, everybody's going out on a limb with me this year. Um, as this world of live is new for me, but I said we have access Again, I say we have access to this capability, so I need uh, a couple people from my community to come hang out with me to have some fun. Um, and so, Dee, if you will, uh, tell people a little bit about yourself, uh, and then we'll get rolling. Well, like you said, I'm Dee, and for the last several years, I've um, successfully been able to navigate into the talent development realm. So talent development for me has always been a passion area, a just that continuous learning. Um, it kind of started for me because when I joined the military, when I first came in the military, I had a sixth grade education and a GED. And that pursuit of continuous learning has just been a consistent theme for me. And it kind of translates across all aspects of my life. I still have one of those, uh, this bookmark that I picked up from uh, when I first started college at the University of Alaska Anchorage. And it said, only the educated are free. It's a quote from Epictetus. And it kind of has, it's been the theme for me. Only the educated are free. Uh, you know what? You already started. You're already starting. So I love it. I love it. So there's a, there's something to the topic of safety and belonging. And I know me and you, we've had this discussion, particularly around diversity, equity, and inclusion. But where did or when did you become informed about this being a real thing in, in life and in society? So I think you have these moments where everything becomes clear for you. And a couple of years ago, I picked up the book, The Fearless Organization, and from Dr. Amy Edmondson. And the first time I went through it, I was listening to it as an audiobook. And it was kind of one of those aha moments, like everything 
became clear. This is what I've been thinking and feeling all along, and I just didn't understand it and didn't have the right words for it. But listening to this book, it was like this was what I was experiencing. This was why I had what I was wanting to feel about uh, so much of my time was spent in this kind of anxiety zone that she talks about in her book, Living Through Fear. I mean, even the first quote in the book, the first quote that she has in her introduction is, no passion so effectively robs the mind of all its powers of acting and reasoning as fear. It's a quote from Edmund Burke. And, and for me, when I heard that, and then when I read it again, the second time I went through the book, I was like, this is me. Hmm. I've been keeping my head down and not speaking up and living in this place of fear for so long. Yeah. silencing all these things and and through that book i was able to just understand so much more wow yeah and and i and i, I always tell people um i only want to be surrounded by people who who go in to do this deep work um and you're somebody i know who is on a, a journey um that you're never culminating but you're in a perpetual states of evolution. Um, and so you're, you're, you absorb knowledge, but you not only absorb the knowledge, but it's applied knowledge for you. Um, and how does you doing this personal work, right, around seeing yourself the right way, really putting yourself in a position to know what you want um, out of life, particularly on this side of uniform, right? Um, what are the things that you are looking to do uh, for the communities that you support? Well, for me, really, and, and, you know, anytime we've talked, I'm at my best when I can be a conduit to the access and resources that helps people just get to that next level. And this is just another place where the topic of psychological safety resonates with me because in the book, Dr. Edmondson says, hey, Psychological safety is not the panacea, but it is an enabler. It is a bridge, right? And so, so much the time I was thinking, I want to be a bridge. I want people to discover what I know. I don't want people to have to learn the hard way because, you know, we've talked a lot about not only my love of uh, self-development, personal and professional development, in the area of higher education, but also in the area of personal finances. It's anything, any of those things that we can pursue that sets you free. But she talks about in, Dr. Edmondson talks about in the book, you want to be able to unleash people, to set people free, to actually be able to pursue their best selves. And, that's why this book in so many ways just resonates with me is how do we set people free to be their best selves? And that's why I'm so passionate about this topic. I love, I love, I love that because uh, it's something that um, I've counseled. And there are some people on here that uh, I have had this conversation with about releasing ourselves to be successful um, and it, it, it goes back and it really speaks to uh, the mindset of, of people and mindset of 
and to be mindful of, of what we're doing to ourselves when we're in these ebbs and flows of life. Um, and so I, I love that of, of being the conduit um, and there being a release uh, of some sort. Uh, and, I, and I love that you put yourself in that position, right, to be that catalyst um, that, that can help shape an environment. And when you think about, and, and we had this brief conversation before we jumped on, why is this important from a needs perspective to, to really dig in on this stuff? Because at higher learning, it can seem like, you know, we're pontificating a bit. It can seem very spooky um, to, to talk about this theoretically. But why, from a needs perspective, is, is this type of work important? Well, from a needs perspective, if we're only if we're not satisfying those higher levels, when we look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you have the physiolo physiological needs, right? Those, those basic needs. And then that belongingness and esteem, those are those psychological needs. And so oftentimes, and I know you've, you probably ran across it a lot, so many people in the military, knowing all your soldiers and airmen, knowing that they had these resources there, and we can easily get into that mindset that all these resources are there, why aren't you doing it? I did it. So many of us can think that way, but it's because we didn't address those intermediate needs. Well, you have a job, you're getting that income, why aren't you doing it? In the, in the financial independence community, we, you call that that bootstrapper mentality, right? Well, I did it so everybody can do it. And yet we're not meeting people where they are. We don't have that curiosity. We're not asking the right questions. We're not talking. We're, we're just not meeting people. You know, what you're doing with your humble, open, and transparent. That's what Dr. Edmondson talks about. Mm -hmm. It's how can leaders cultivate that environment where people can truly feel invited in? Mm -hmm. How do we invite? How do we as leaders create the conditions that will allow people to say, hey, I'm safe here. And yes, I can get to that next level. I can move forward. I can have these conversations. I can bring my whole self to work. I, I don't have to stop speaking up and silencing myself. Yeah, I, lo I love that. I love that because um, not once did you say, I'll try. It, it, it's a transition and a transcendence to I can. And, and what you speak to, particularly as it pertains to that kind of those intermediate needs, it's really um, it goes back to access without understanding. Right. And a lot of times when when I hear people say that bootstrap, you know, mentality or, you know, I did it. Why can't you? It's 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 been associated. And I've heard people associate that mentality of, you know, access without understanding to younger folks. No. That that conversation is is for everybody because it goes to, you know, conversations around equity and equality and all the rest of these things. It's like, yeah, just because something has been available doesn't mean anyone knows how to use it. And it's like putting, OK, a 16 year old, they got their driver's license. You put them in the car, um, but then nobody ever taught them how to drive a stick shift. Yeah, they know how to drive, but all the other stuff that goes along with it of how to get the car moving 
when it's manual and different things like that. And so I believe just what you said is, what does it look like to activate one's voice? Because that's, that's really what I believe you're referring to is we've been given access, but what does it look like to exercise those muscles so where you're becoming a practitioner of something? Um, it's a, what does that look like? Well, the, the, the really beautiful thing about this work that Dr. Edmondson does is she doesn't leave anybody off the hook, right? Because she talks about how leaders can cultivate that environment. And then she says, oh, by the way, when I'm saying leaders, I'm not saying the big boss, because she talks about all these organizations where the quote unquote leaders are still looking up that that learned helplessness. Well, I can't do anything. I'm not the boss. Right. But she holds every every one of us accountable as leaders in whatever section. And I've kind of been on this this listening journey when it comes to psychological safety, how do I create psychological safety in my home with my 14 year old? How do we create it in community, which is what we're doing with uh, the dance studio and gym project that I'm involved with here? How do we create these safe spaces? And it starts really with humility, with listening, with questioning. One of the best, one of my favorite lessons that I learned to teach in my last role was the applied critical thinking, creative thinking lesson as part of the new instructor course. And, and the probably the most important part of that was asking better questions, having that true curiosity to learn about people and let them know that we really want to know about them and where they're at and, and how we can help them move forward. And it's not helping them move forward. It's empowering them to make their own decisions, just like what you do in your coaching practice. You're not telling anybody what to do, but you're asking questions. And, and that's what this work makes clear. It's being open and asking questions. Yeah, I, I love I love that statement. So anybody anybody who knows me uh, or knows any little inkling about me, I love curiosity. I love curiosity, but I love the way you used it in that curiosity shouldn't not only just inform you just to be asking questions, but to ask better questions. Right. And and I love all the coaching books and coaching manuals out there. And they always suggest that there's these powerful questions like, no, just are you asking a necessary question? Are you curious enough to ask a better question is really what uh, we should be moving towards. Um, and I and I and I love uh, our, our buddy, buddy Phil is is watching and then made a statement, a, a listening strategy that allows people to be comfortable with sharing uh, at it at ease that creates trust in conversation. Yeah, this is big boy, big girl rule stuff. This is I'm seen, I'm heard, and I feel valued in that the other person that I'm exchanging with also sees me that way, right? And that humility is not, again, thinking lowly of yourself, but it's being able to be confident enough to allow others to be confident in your presence as well. This isn't a moment of the big boss thing trying to beat my chest um, to where people become subservient or compliant. Um, and really when it's about psychological safety, um, I can recall as an army officer and even transitioning, 
that was just something that was a seed that was planted and it was when in charge, take charge. Like it was all of that um, that permeated throughout my entire career. But I was ruining people along the way with my interactions. And I had to really seek what was missing from an intermediate development standpoint. Um, And so when you think about just how you work with clients and when you see that this type of thing is missing from an organization, what are some things you begin to to recommend as as ways to, to get better in the areas? Well, for sure, leaders in the organization have to say that this is something that they support and they want. We have to model it. We have to be examples of it because as as uh, the fearless organization shows us we can't even get into that learning zone. So many places they want to say they're a learning organization. But if we don't take those small actions, you know, Dr. Edmondson not only shows us cases where organizations are doing right, but she also says this has to be a continuous process, putting these habits into action every single day. And oh, by the way, even if you see yourself as that psychologically safe organization, it can quickly be lost if you're not consistently reiterating that message. She provides the example in her book of Pixar who actually lost it. She provides the example of other organizations that did it right. She, she talks about different organizations across different cultures where they say, well, this, the, the uh, what is it, the power differentials, right? It's not as easy to implement in these types of organization, but she talks about, no, look at this organization during the uh, Fukushima uh, national nuclear disaster. Look how they did it. Yes, they had that environment, they had that culture, and they still did it. So it's something we have to cultivate. And she makes the point that it doesn't, it's not going to be the end all be all. It's not going to be a one time fix. It has to be continuous, little habits, little changes, constant messaging, so many good case studies in there. And I'm kind of really excited because the book links in all the endnotes to all the case studies, to all the different examples. And I'm just kind of on this. Now I'm reading every one of these other articles and every one of these case studies and how you get better at it and how you implement in organizations and what right looks like. Absolutely, I see that uh, Phil said we have to operationalize our messages, yes. I love that, I love that, absolutely love it because what I'm hearing from from within you, right, and that excitement, right? I, I keep telling people, we, I, me and you could probably talk for hours as it pertains to people development and what it really takes to do it right uh, and be sustainable in the, the activities that you put in place. But one of the things I'm really hearing from you is that you stopped saying yes to certain things and, and no to certain things, but there really seems to have have an alignment that had to occur. And people know me about my values, right? I use my values to help filter 
almost everything in my life. Um, and I either consult my values or it's the filter. Um, and so can you share what your value, like what role your values have played in informing this work and, and you digging in uh, to this right now at this time in your life? Well, for me, it's really been sometimes to know what you want, you have to start getting rid of everything you don't want, right? And I was able to make a series of decisions and, and to take advantages of opportunities in the area of personal finances and in the area of higher education, in these areas, so that I could then start to say no and go, no, that doesn't feel right. No, that doesn't look like to me, look right to me. And even in this work on psychological safety, she says, you can start to make changes where you are, but at some point you might say, okay, no, that doesn't feel right. And you just walk. And I'm, I'm just so incredibly grateful to the many people that I, I follow on LinkedIn and I follow in different areas who actually show me what right looks like, putting your values into action, deciding that no, not one more day, no, not one more, you know, I'm not the definition of insanity, right? Trying to do things over and over again and expecting the same results and just realizing, no, this isn't what I want. To, this is not going to allow me to live my best life. And so what does my best life? For me, a lot of that has to do with my son. I want him to be able to live unbothered to live his best life. And I had to say to myself, I'm not demonstrating that. I don't want him to accept less, less for himself, and yet I'm not demonstrating that. And so for me, I decided I had to stop making decisions rooted in fear. Oh, golly. Woo. Ooh, you got to dig into that one for me. Well, you know, once you become a parent or you have certain circumstances, right? You have too much to lose. You're in this space where you have too much to lose. And I think part of that had to do with the reduction in force that happened for many years in the military. Mm -hmm. And you just turn inward. Yeah. When you're in this fight or flight mode, you are not able to be in the learning zone. You are not able to pursue your best. You are not able to do those more things because you're in that self-protection mode that she talks about, that Dr. Edmondson talks about in her book. Yeah. It's like you're self-protecting. You're constantly, you know, fending off attacks. You're, you're in that castle, right? Yeah. But it can be a self-imposed prison. Oftentimes, wow. but then I, I, I'm, I'm really going forward thinking about, is this what my, what I want my son to settle for in his that. workplace, in his jobs? How is my silence? How is my not speaking up and not just striving for better impacting others? 
And, and that's kind of something I ask myself. I, I'm in this phase right now. I read uh, Shonda Rhimes' book, The Year of Yes, several years ago. It was gifted to me when I first transitioned. And sometimes I'm a slow learner when it comes to putting things into practice. But I'm in this place where I'm asking myself, what else, what more, what other conversations do I want to be a part of? I'm, I'm in this place where I, I don't want to live in that self-protection mode. I want to be reaching out. I want to be a part of the greater community at large, the greater talent development community, the greater community at large, getting out of those bubbles, out of those echo chambers, out of those all those same conversations. Sometimes you just get tired of the same conversations. Yeah. No, you, I, and, uh, you know, Kinston's jumping in. You, you just dropped so many bombs and helping so many people with, with your openness and transparency, because a lot of people don't understand that they've put themselves in these self-imposed prisons for the sake of I'm doing what I have to do. And a lot of times that can be a story and in a song that you, if you replay it enough, you'll make it your reality. And but if you're not aware, you'll pull that forward into every single situation of life and say, I'm just doing what I have to do. But, you know, it's eating you up on the inside. And when you look back, so many years are gone. And one of the things, again, that that I'm glad that you brought up is. Being able to look inward to ask that question of are my needs being met? And I love what you said about saying no to things. Uh, but I had a client tell, tell me this way uh, on the consultant side of the house. You don't ever say no. You say yes. But what's the priority? Mm -hmm. I can do that. But what's the priority? And what you were describing is you made you a priority probably for the first time in your entire career. But then you also pulled your son and say, hey, there are people depending on me. And if I'm not whole, if I'm not healthy, how am I being excellent for them? And how am I modeling for them? Because now you made the main thing, the main thing. And so now there's there comes clarity, right? When we position and put things in their proper place. And so that's the one thing that I love about educators and people developers who, who start with themselves. They drink their own Kool-Aid before they start trying to give it to other folks to taste. Um, and so when you think about the work that you desire to do with clients. Um, what is that work? And I want to connect people with you. But what is that work that just, you know what, every single day, if you got up and did this thing or these taught these certain topics, you would jump out of bed in pajamas and do it a hundred times a day. Well, I, I, I think with me, I've, I've, I, I just love being able to help others access that information, access that next step. You know, I did it with both my PHR and PMP certifications where I did a write-up. Here's what I did. Here's what worked for me. I've done the same with uh, personal finances. I'm able to have those conversations, but really being able to ask questions and engage that level of readiness to learn and where they're at and realizing, okay, maybe not now, maybe they're not ready for this. I've had friends that were 
We've talked a lot about personal finances over the years, but they had to be ready. They had to be at different places, but just continuing those conversations, continuing, not everybody's ready just to go to school or just to access their benefits or just to access their employee stock purchase plans or understand all these ways that their their employee benefits, all those things can help them. You have to meet them where they are. And so really understanding where that learner is at, where is their level of readiness and how can I get them to that next step in their level of readiness? You know, it was, I had a conversation with somebody the other day and it was like, and I looked at them and I said, they were me. I didn't really start taking control. You know, I didn't, I, I didn't start getting that higher education until I was in my twenties. I was, I had a sixth grade and a GED when I started going to school, when I was already in the military. And then when it comes to personal finances, I was already in my thirties. So that it's so fulfilling to be in that place where you see somebody set up a 529 or access their 401ks or access their employee stock purchase plans. Cause it's like, Oh my goodness, they're going to be so much further ahead of where I was. Mm-hmm. And so being in that place where I can help explain things, I'm one of these, I'm a researcher. I dig and dig and dig. And I think probably that's one of my strengths. I know how to find the pathway at every college, in every program, in every employee uh, benefits program. I, I, I research and I find that information. And, and you know, helping access to that, just being that conduit, being that bridge. And for me, it was really, yes, I'm a conduit in this, but wait a minute, there needs to be a a bridge further up ahead. There there needs to be a series of bridges. And that's what this research and that's what the studying of psychological safety has helped me understand. There needed to be more bridges. Wow. 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 So here's the deal. If y'all are not connected with D by the end of today, um, I need y'all to be. I need y'all to reach out to her because she has more in this bag and we are, are on limited time. Um, so, D, I want to thank you so much. I want to thank you so, so much. I've shared your contact information for LinkedIn. Um, I want to know all the future things you have working on. And as you grow your community, continue to allow us to, to uh, be a fan uh, and a follower and all that you have going on. So thank you so much for lending your voice today. Um, are there any last words? How can people find you, uh, whether it's uh, just on LinkedIn or across social media? How can people connect with you? Well, uh, definitely on LinkedIn. And then I believe my Gmail contact info is on there too, isabel.dominique.ross at Gmail. So yes, and I always look forward to continuing this conversation, whether it's with the conscious uh, communications group that you have those conscious conversations and any other place. I just thank you so much for the nudge.
Oh, it's all good. I, I, that's what it is, folks. I just nudge. And so here's the great part about what's happening moving forward with hot takes. Uh, I am excited. Uh, and as you all kind of see in my tagline here, uh, call me professor. Uh, hot takes will be moving to 11 a.m. Eastern uh, moving forward, at least through the month of May. Why? Because I'm Professor Henderson um, and I will have class at noon uh, starting next week. First day of class starts next week. I'm so week. excited for you. I know. I'm super pumped about it. So thank you all, all so much. Uh, same bat channel. You will see us here, but one hour earlier. So come hang out with us. And if you're desiring to share your message, to share why you do what you do uh, in a humble, open and transparent way, please direct message me. I would love to have you on. Um, I am booking out into April uh, in May already. So uh, I'm excited and pumped that people want to come and share with uh, the Hot Takes community. So you all continue to be safe, continue to wear masks. Uh, and for all my development professionals out there, uh, the craziness was rescinded, uh, the DEI mandate and all that. So we're back. We're back on. Uh, so we can do some development government wide. And, and for all those organizations out there desiring to do work in belonging, safety and diversity, equity and inclusion. So, y'all, thank you so much. Uh, continue to uh, be great. And uh, we will see you all soon. Have a great one. Thank you for listening to another Hot Takes Podcast, where we're always seeking to be humble, open, and transparent. Please share, like, comment, subscribe. Uh, we love to hear from you. We love to hear from you. So until next time, make sure you present yourself every single day with intentionality, actions over ideas, 